0: One of the biggest things that helped me when I finally started being strategic with my time was I would go into rooms and I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, I have to host all these rooms. And and that's far <laughs> from the truth. You can absolutely take the stage, raise your hand and take the stage. You know what? You don't even need to do that there, I DM people like crazy when I am on clubhouse. And that's where you know, I'm not on it nearly as much as I used to be. But when I'm on it, I am being very strategic with the rooms I go into. And I go into rooms where I know my ideal client is hanging out. Even if I'm not taking the stage, I will send other people that I'm quote unquote, sitting next to in the audience or the speakers on the stage, I'll send them DMs and say, Hey, I love the point that you brought about XYZ in your room. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for holding this space. And just by doing that, it's opened the door for conversation.
1: Welcome to the juicy CEO podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths. So sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. Welcome to the Juicy CEO podcast. My lovelies, we have a super special guest today because we were talking about one of my favorite topics, social media. Guys, it is a necessity, okay? So I have brought in an expert to talk about just that. I want you to welcome... Katie Brinkley. Katie is the owner and social media strategist and coach at Next Step Social Communications, a social media agency based out of Littleton, Colorado. She has been helping small businesses, real estate agents, construction companies, and home builders with their social media for over 17 years. She specializes in coaching entrepreneurs on how social media can be an incredible tool to help you find new leads, build community, grow them sales. We're talking about secure that back. Okay. And bring the social back to their social media.
0: Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, I, I part of having the 17 years in there, I always feel really old. Whenever I tell people <laughs> that I've been doing it for 17 years, because most of the time people are like, wait a second, social media has been around that long. And I'm like,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're seasoned. You are not old. You are seasoned. Okay. <laughs> so don't even think that.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think a lot of people forget about MySpace and and that was the OG of the social oh media my world. God. And that's yes. when I
1: got started doing all this. Yes. And it's so funny because I was watching a show the other day and someone had said, you know, remember like MySpace and me and my husband looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, remember MySpace. And it just <laughs> so like, it was just like, It just made it like so evident that so much time has passed and yet the social media platforms, they've just evolved and changed, right? And we've evolved and changed with it. So I'd like to say we are seasoned. So people should be coming around us because we've been through all of it all exactly, of the pieces. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I was really excited when I had looked up your profile, you know, how we met. Uh, we met on the in Clubhouse, which is so great. I mean, I will admit I have totally fallen off Clubhouse again, and this is like for the fourth time. But I would love, today we're going to talk about so many different things. And I know you have like really created your own space inside of Clubhouse. And I remember hearing you speak, you were doing a Clubhouse room with Sue B. Zimmerman, the Instagram expert. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I just felt like you were like her right hand up there. And I was like, oh, who is this person? What is going on? So I would love it if you told people like, how did you create like this really distinct space for yourself inside a clubhouse? Yes. So
0: I started back uh, back in December is when I started using Clubhouse. And I think that it was uh, honestly. I didn't get it when I, I was like, this seems like a giant time suck um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand how to you and so I joined clubhouse I went into a couple rooms and then I was like, all right, well, this is not for me and so I didn't do anything with it for about th- two two to three weeks and then after the first of the year, I started going into to more rooms and started you know just trying to figure it out and and I got it and I was like this this is incredible because if you have the opportunity to talk to your expertise, that's going to change. That's going to move the needle. That's going to change my business. And so I, I kind of went all in on it and I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was days where I had like 14 hour days on the app and it has 100 percent, you know, 180 from there because I figured out how to be on there strategically. And I'm sure that that's what we are going to dive into today, but it really was a lot of trial and error. And that's one of the things, like I said, I've been doing the social media thing since the days of MySpace and I'm all about trying to figure out how to best maximize your time on these social media networks so that you're you're not on social media all day, you have the opportunity to run your business and grow your business, and still have a strong social media presence. So that that's what I did a lot at the beginning is just trying to figure out how I can be on clubhouse strategically to grow my business
1: and help do the same for others. I love that. And the maximizing the time piece like, this is like, oh my gosh, this is what every single one of my clients asked me like Monique, How should I be scheduling my day? How much time do I spend on this platform? Where should I be? Like, how do I divide up my time? It is so draining and difficult, the figuring out, not even just being on the platform, but the figuring out. So because you've seen, like, you've been like, I'm going to say from the beginning of social. (laughs) You've been here (laughs) from the beginning. I'd love if you talked about your journey a little bit and and what you saw as the evolution of social media and how you adapted with that. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, when I
0: when i got started it it was back in college and i being a social media anything didn't exist. I mean, now you can go to school and get a degree in it. So I mean, like right?
1: back in my day, wasn't <laughs> job. Um, <laughs> she has a perfect grandma voice so just like they mind, all right. <laughs> So well and
0: so I, I wanted to be in radio. I wanted to be a sports radio journalist, and that's what I focused all my time and energy and efforts on when I was in college. I I played collegiate softball also, but I got a job at the radio station as soon. As I could, like I think that the second semester of freshman year is when you could start trying to get hours at the radio station. And that is when I was like, all right, I'm I'm going in and I'm trying gonna try and get a show. And I went all in on it. And so I worked at the radio station a lot, and then my, my junior year, I became one of the music directors. And when you're a music director at back then, you had to try and get fans and musicians to send you their music for free. And so there's a lot of writing, letters, and typing and emailing and sending out envelopes. I was like, well, this this doesn't seem like it's the most efficient way to get my, I think that you had to try and get like 25 new musicians or new albums or whatever, a trimester in. And so I was like, well, this doesn't seem like it's going to be very fast if I'm handwriting and mailing out all these envelopes. And so I went on to MySpace because back then MySpace was a huge platform for musicians and comedians being cook you know and so I was like all right well why don't I just start my space my space messaging people and so I found that I was getting all my my music in and more within like the first like few weeks of the, the trimester and the station re- director was like Katie how are you getting all this music in and I was like I'm just using my space and then I got a show and so on the show I was bringing in all these musicians to come and interview them on the air and Again, they're like, how are you getting like, getting swag in and everything? I was like, I'm just creating relationships on MySpace. And so then from there, I was trying to, I was like, well, if this is working for me, I bet it would work for the musicians as well. And so I started trying to help musicians get their music off of MySpace and not just on the college radio stations, but onto larger stations as well. And I, again, I didn't realize like how big this was for, for everyone involved. And so I was just like, yeah, next time you're through Denver, why don't you just get me some some free tickets and you know take me backstage and we can hang out? And that was my payment. So that's when I got started into the social media thing. But again, I I wasn't thinking of like this as a career. Facebook was still just for colleges and universities only, and because I was at a division 2 school, it didn't consider my college good enough to be on Facebook. So, I mean, I was 100% <laughs> all in on on MySpace. I graduated from college, I got I landed my dream job. I was the post-game reporter, locker room reporter for a station here in Denver, 850 KOA and I was doing the the Rockies post-game interviews and Broncos training camp. And I was like, this is it. This is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I loved it. And then Sirius XM radio came out and everyone in the radio industry panicked. And I was one of them. And I was like, well, man, I got to get out. I haven't done any TV training. I I really don't want to write for like newspapers or or, blogging wasn't around. So I was like, well... What if I go into the marketing side? And so I left the radio world. I was in the marketing side of things. I never thought I would leave the corporate world, but my company merged with another, and my position was eliminated. And so I had a phenomenal boss, and she really believed in me. And she, when we both found out that my position was going to be gone, she was like, "You know, Katie, you are so good at social media. You've helped the station because it was for a, the the Rockies television station at the time that I was working. I was a marketing." manager there. And she's like, You're just so good at at writing. You know, you write the scripts and you're so good at social media. I would just love to see you do social media and figure out a way to get back on the radio. And I was like, Yeah, you know, that's maybe I will maybe I'll try. And so I started my own business. It was just supposed to be an interim thing of doing just social media until I found my next corporate job. And then I got another client and another client before I knew it, I was making more money, working less time, less hours, running my own business. And the rest is history. So I mean, I it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. It's been almost five years now of me having my own business. And I really can't imagine doing anything else because you know, social media, it's always changing. There's always new updates. There's always new releases of different features. So it's, it's a never ending cycle of,
1: of trying to stay up on the latest trends. And I love what I do. I love that. And it's so interesting that Clubhouse is kind of like, the place where you are like, you know, blowing up and doing all the rooms and your background's in radio. And this is like a social audio platform. So there's like no mistake that that is like where you ended up gravitating towards. And it's so interesting, you know, just for I know there's like a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are like, either thinking of starting a business or are new in starting their business. And what I heard in that story was really like, you were out to solve a problem. It was like the business was a great end result, but at the, like at the root of it, it was, there was a problem that needed to be solved. And I think that a lot of people who go into business. They don't always remember like that is the root of all things that we do. So I love you were solving it for the, you know, you were solving it for your company, then you were solving it for the musicians. And now you go solve it for all kinds of entrepreneurs. And you're also leaning into your gifts. Your boss recognized that and then you took it and ran with it. And you hit the five year mark, which I don't like to step over because five years is considered like a huge milestone as an entrepreneur. So I just want like to clap it up for you right now because that's a big deal. No, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, but
0: I was talking I was like, man, it, it really is almost five years, and it's gone by so fast. I think that, like I said I, I didn't expect to be an entrepreneur. I didn't expect to have my own business, but now that I'm doing it it's I absolutely love it and and like you said too, with clubhouse it it really does make a lot of sense. I, I also do podcasting and the radio thing it well and, and I'm sure we're going to get into this too many, but I, I mean, like this is where with clubhouse, I think a lot of people are, are intimidated about it. There's so many smart people. Out there, that that know so much about business or or branding or social media or or anything, and they've really just never been given a microphone. They've never been given the mm-hmm. opportunity to speak, and or maybe they've been trying, but they just haven't been using the right hashtags. You know, so I mean, this is that's what I love about Clubhouse is that anyone has the opportunity to hold the microphone and share their expertise, and I think that that's why. A lot of people have really found it successful for them in their business.
1: Mm, I love that. They just have never been given the microphone. So, I mean, so let's, let's dive into it then. Cause I know the people listening are like, tell us, tell us about the clubhouse, <laughs> the clubhouse <laughs> hacks, the tricks. How do we maximize this? <laughs> Cause you, 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 you know, the shortcut and you've done the work for us. So I would love it if you shared just like, what should we be doing? I mean, we definitely need to know what platforms we should need to be on, but like if we just talk Clubhouse for a second, like should I, should we all be on there? And if we're on there, what should we be doing? Absolutely.
0: And I think that, you know, like I said, you don't if you don't want to to speak on Clubhouse, that is fine. But, you know, th- still be strategic with your time on there. But you don't don't be like me. <laughs> don't spend 14 hours a day listening to all these different rooms. I went now that summer is here. I host one room every day with Sue B. Zimmerman, the Instagram expert. And, you know, she has me in there to, to be the clubhouse person. I, I title her rooms for her. I line up guests to guest speakers. I manage the, the crowd and everything. So I mean, like that's the main room I'm doing every day. And then I just listen to some of my favorite speakers when they are speaking on stage. And, I think that that's where you, know, you can kind of go down the rabbit hole of like, I want to listen to them and I want to listen to them. Don't listen to too many opinions on a topic. Find that one person that you really, really resonate with and go and be their biggest fan. I think that when you are listening to too many outside opinions, then you're going to get overwhelmed and confused and then you're going to end up doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So find those rooms, find those speakers that you really align with. Now, if you do want to speak, if you're like, Hey, yeah, you know what, actually, I, I would love to take the stage, go in again, strategically, I when I host rooms, which I will get back into once school is in session. But when I host rooms, I, I have an entire outline and I come from radio. I mean, I can talk to myself for a very long extended period of time, but I still have an outline. And the main reason for that is I want to make sure that if even if it's going to be a 30 minute room, the people that come for those 30 minutes are going to walk away with something actionable or feeling like they learned something. And that's where you'll find your biggest followers because they're like, oh man, she just talked for 20 minutes and I'm going to go ahead and do this. So I think be strategic with, with your time on the app, try and present yourself as the expert, put an outline together and prepare a, you know, almost like a presentation for your audience. And, and that will help. One of the biggest things that helped me when I finally started being strategic with my time was I would go into rooms. And I think a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I have to host all these rooms. And and that's far mm-hmm. from the truth. I mean, you can absolutely take the stage, raise your hand and take the stage. But you know what, you don't even need to do that. There, I DM people like crazy when I am on Clubhouse. And that's where I think, you know, I'm not on it nearly as much as I used to be. But when I'm on it, I am being very strategic with the rooms I go into. And I go into rooms where I know my ideal client is hanging out. Even if I'm not taking the stage, I will send other people that I'm, quote unquote, sitting next to in the audience or the speakers on the stage. I'll send them DMs and the speakers. I'll say, hey, I love the point that you brought about X, Y, Z in your room. And I would, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for holding this space. And just by doing that, it's opened the door for conversation. Mm -hmm. And that is everything because once the room closes, the clubhouse room closes, that's it. It's not like this podcast. So you can't go back and listen to it later. I mean, it's done. And so you have to make sure that you've extended that olive branch to other people on Clubhouse while you're in that space with them. It's Clubhouse, I really feel, is way more like LinkedIn than anything else. It's just the opportunity to, to network. And If you're doing it right, you're going to find success.
1: I love that. DMing the people who are on the stage and letting them know what the big, one of their biggest takeaways. I've had people send that to me after being on the stage. And I just remember how, how great that feels to like, okay, I came and I gave my time if something resonated i love to hear that because how else would you hear that right you want to make sure exactly. you're you're delivering value otherwise you're feeling like what am i doing here so to have people recognize it, it it always opens up a conversation because then i get curious about well who is this person and what kind of business do they run and is there like a collaboration piece here i love that as a strategic move for sure and is that how you and subi zimmerman met so I was one of Co-
0: Sue B. Zimmerman's coaching clients. So, so she was my, ah. my coach and I joined, you know, I joined Clubhouse and I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, you know, Sue, I was, I'm curious, if, do you want to join Clubhouse? And so I gave her one of my invitations and she saw how quickly I'll never forget it. She said to me after I was speaking on a stage, she said, Katie, I've never had the opportunity to to hear to hear you speak uh, about social media. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, should I stop? And she said, no, you need to keep going. <laughs> and she said, do you want to mm-hmm. host a room with me? And before I knew it, she was she was coming to me, asking me for all the clubhouse tips, all the clubhouse updates. Like I had been going to her, like saying, hey, will you check this Instagram post? Is this strategic? You know, it was really a great partnership between the two of us where she was my coach and now she's hired me as her Clubhouse coach. So it's, it's worked real, it's worked really awesome. And I've really found my footing with Clubhouse a lot of it because of, I don't know, encouragement on, on just to Katie. Okay. Yeah. You, you need to try and host more rooms because, you know, it's so it was, it was great to have my coach that was kind of learning the platform and seen me, like seeing me in action as to how I try and find those strategies. I guess I'm not like a, a typical social media manager person. I'm not just out there creating a whole bunch of pretty graphics and everything. I I really am about trying to find the best strategies for for entrepreneurs so that they're not spending all day on social media. I mean, like I enjoy being on social media all day. That's no, why I made that yeah. my job. But I mean, like, I'm sure that uh, you know a home, home organizer doesn't really want to be on social media all
1: day. Right. Like we like it, but definitely like our clients are like, please just give me the easiest, fastest way to be on here and get off it so it creates the leads that I want. So exactly. I totally hear you on that. And you have developed a system that people people can get it can get a hold of this system that you've created on how to maximize Clubhouse? Where can they go to find this?
0: Yeah, so I have a uh, a 60 minute workshop that you can it's on demand. It goes all about the importance of a bio emojis, how to convert in the DMS, and then how to really see who your biggest fans and followers are and how to to go out and close those sales using different software. So I have that workshop available. If You go to my Instagram, you can click on the workshop link or you can go to katiebrinkley.com slash clubhouse workshop.
1: Amazing. And we'll put that link in the show notes as well. Okay, so that's Clubhouse. What other social media channels? I have my own opinion. I mean, like, everybody has to be on Instagram. That's, I mean, <laughs> if Agreed. your clients are there. I agree.
0: I agree. I but agree. like,
1: what channels are, are should business owners be on right now?
0: So this is one of the things that I, very first things I do with my clients is we take a look at who their ideal client and customer is. And we take a giant step back because I think that one of the biggest mistakes many entrepreneurs, many small businesses make is that they're like, I have to be on social media. So I'm going to be on all of them. And it's like, well, now you've just turned into white noise because you're right. using, you know, 30 hashtags on LinkedIn and, you know, like everything just looks blah. So we take a giant step back and I agree. I think that Instagram is a phenomenal place to spend time. I think that Facebook groups are a great place to Mm -hmm. spend time and using the Facebook ads platform is a great spot. And LinkedIn is also great too. So I mean, like we take a giant step back and focus on where your ideal client customers hanging out on, and then we go all in on that platform. So, and then we can add in more once you've learned. So let's say you decided to learn Instagram and that's going to be your, your channel. There's five ways to post on it. If you want to be strategic mm-hmm. and you want to show up to the best of your business's abilities, there's the feed, which I think most people are used to. There's stories. There is now uh, reels. There's IGTV and there's Instagram live. Right. Now that's a lot, but you do need to show up in all those different avenues specifically because not everyone consumes content the same way. Some people love video, you know, some people love watching, you know, reels and just watching them one after the next.
1: That was me yesterday. Right? (laughs) We're just like just down the hole twenty minutes pass by. They're just so damn addictive and entertaining.
0: Right? Exactly. And and some people like stories. They like seeing the behind the scenes and they watch stories like they would a TV channel. And then, I mean, so there's so many different ways to show up that if you want to do it successfully and you want to have a strong presence on that social media platform, you need to show up in all those different neighborhoods of of Instagram.
1: And you, and I love that you said like, before you move on to all the other platforms, like get the platform that you're like, that you want to be on where your customer is and like double down and learn the platform, be on it, like really be on it if you're going to be on it. So you're not like this wishy-washy version of yourself over on LinkedIn, over on Klepa, over on Instagram, because you're then you're just not leaving any kind of impact whatsoever. Well, and
0: I think that, you know, one of the biggest things too, is there's all these different social media platforms for a reason, you know, they're because different people are on all these platforms. I mean, so I'm just going to use this as an example, but I follow ESPN on Facebook because they typically have clips from games. They have shows, some of their shows they have clips. So I mean, like now on Instagram, typically it seems like every time I go to their page on Instagram, it's all like user-generated content. I'm like, I don't really want to see that. So I don't follow them on Instagram, but I do on Facebook because I like the way that they're pushing out their content on Facebook. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you have to consider, you know, you have different audiences in which their audience on Instagram obviously is much younger male. So that's why they're pushing out that user-generated stuff because typically younger males like that. So, I mean, think about who your audience is for each platform so that you can really craft the type of content that they like best for that platform. So again, start with one, and then you can expand and, and grow. But you can't just push everything out to the to every single platform uh, and have it be the exact same.
1: A hundred percent. And it's like inside of that, I just hear like strategy, strategy, strategy. Don't just post to post, but really think about your business, think about your audience, think about why you're there in the first place. And I think that will really alleviate a lot of the overwhelm. But let me like talk to me a little bit more about some of the other mistakes businesses are making on social media that you've noticed.
0: I think that one of the biggest mistakes that they make is that they're, they they do a post, all right, I posted, and then they walk away for the next you know three days or a week or two weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they then they say, oh, social media doesn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, like one, you're not being consistent on it. Two, all you did was throw up a post and and then just hope the sales to start falling it falling, it's so falling right on in. You know, and that that's the thing is you have to actually be social on these social media platforms. I mean, if someone leaves you a comment, you know what, you should answer them back. And if it's just a thank you or or asking them what the favorite color was on the the socks post that you had or whatever, or, or anything, continue that conversation because someone took time out of their day to write that comment. I mean, I think that one of the biggest things is businesses aren't going out and I guess kind of returning the favor. You have to go out and comment on other people's posts. You have to like other people's posts. You have it's to spend a street. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it'd be like me walking up to you at, at uh, a party and throwing my business card at you and then leaving the party <laughs> and being like, why didn't you want me? Why didn't you want to do business with me? I gave her my card. And-
1: I love that because I'm actually picturing it. And that's happened to me. <laughs> that is literally happened to me at an event. Somebody was just going around like we were in a circle of women talking, actually connecting. And this other person came up and just started handing it out. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. no introduction. No, who are you? No knowing if we would be somebody who would need her services. And I get like, there was obviously some, there was some, some something got missed in the teaching of how to do this (laughs) for sure, but it never left me. I was like, even if I did need your business now, I'm actually not going to because you didn't take the time to date me before you asked me to marry you. You just threw your card at me. Yes. And I mean, like, and that's, and that's what people
0: are doing on social media. I mean, like you think about it, if you just throw up a post and then don't do anything with it, that's the exact same thing. You're you're basically just throwing your card at a party and leaving. So I mean, you do need to spend time, you know, nurturing these relationships, communicating with your audience and getting to know them all better. A hundred percent.
1: And What I love about this episode, everybody who's listening, is Katie didn't come in with a bunch of like hacks on how to like fake the algorithm out. You know what I mean? Because that's like one of the biggest questions I get. Like, how do I get more followers? How do I get more followers? It's like everything you talked about today was about building relationships, having a two-way street type of relationship, having a strategy, knowing your client, knowing your customer. So I love all of that. If I wanted to circle back one minute over to Clubhouse or even just social audio, because I said it earlier and I really got that from, I was reading, you know, some of your posts on your Instagram feed and I was like, I always just think like of audio and social media. And I'm like, when you were like, let's talk about social audio. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what Clubhouse is. And I was like, yes, this is the next evolution of social media. And you did this post talking about Facebook, Twitter, and now Spotify, having joined the social audio bandwagon that Clubhouse yeah. created. So I would love if you could let people know about that because things are, people need to know about the trends and where things are going because something changes every, every damn day on every damn platform. So please. It's, it's true. It's true. Well, and I mean,
0: <laughs> I, I think that that is the thing is whether you want to go all in on Clubhouse, Or, you know, Facebook's coming out with one, you know, like I said, Spotify just released Green Room a a few weeks back. There's Racket, there's Fireside, there's Twitter Spaces, there, I I guess, what is it? Slack is putting out some, I mean, like,
1: everything. And these are all exactly like Clubhouse, like they're audio rooms where you can go and have live conversations.
0: Exactly. And obviously well i mean it there there's a need for it people this is the thing it when you have social audio or if you're having a conversation with someone it moves relationships along at lightning speed yeah. because i you and i can dm for for days but the second that we hop on and have a phone call we can quickly decide if we should one, do business together, if I should refer you to somebody, if we should be best friends. And that can happen so much faster when you just talk to somebody. And I think that that's one of the things that many of us, uh, I mean, obviously, COVID had a huge impact on it. But I mean, if you think about it, how often, I mean, I'm terrible at this, I would always just be like, mom, why are you calling me just text? Yeah. And that's the thing is, think about, you know, Think about the kids these days. They only use the texted you know.
1: And, and I'm the worst. If when my phone rings, I literally take offense. I'm like, "How dare you call the phone before texting me? Would you not like to know I'm available?" And I'm like, "I will not be answering that call had you did not go through the proper protocols." But that's so. It's so true. It's so. I'm horrible.
0: It, and that's the thing. It's the second you have a conversation with somebody, you can. Things move along a lot faster than they are just through emails and through texting, and so I think that there's been a huge, a huge miss for that. And I mean, you know, we all see the the Instagram life versus the real life, and we we have the the videos, and and I mean, like everything's just so product produced. Mm-hmm. But there's something really unique and really special about just audio and just having a conversation with somebody. And that's, that's what the social audio is really doing. It's it's cutting through all the pretty pictures and Mm. the video editing and everything, having a conversation with someone. And I think that it really has taken off because people miss that. Now, I think that there's, you know, I said, I think there's like six different social audio platforms out there. Now clubhouse was the first, like really the first, and there's a reason behind all these ones doing copycats. And so I think there will be space for all of these different social audio platforms. There's going to be different, just like there's space for all these different social media platforms. I mean, there's there's people that are on Twitter that aren't on Facebook, and there's people that are on Facebook that aren't on LinkedIn. Everyone has a certain social media platform that they resonate with and they align with the most. I think that you'll find the social audio platform that works best for you. And they're, they're all going to be different. They're all going to have different sorts of, of feels to them. I know that green room to me, it seems way more of a, using it like a podcast where you can, you and I could have done this on green room. And if somebody in the audience wanted to, to join the conversation after we were done recording this, then, then they could, you know, so I mean, like, Ooh. I definitely feel like, cause you can record on, on Spotify also uh, on green room also, and you can release it later. So I think that I see uh, green room being more like a, a podcasting kind of platform where i feel like clubhouse is definitely more like a relationship platform a more of like a conversation platform mm-hmm. some rooms now you can't even really get a ton of people in there unless there's two people on stage because the algorithm wants to have conversations and dialogue so that that's just what i see i think that you know time will tell which social audio platforms stick around but I do think that a lot of them will, and there's going to be certain people that prefer different different platforms as it evolves.
1: I love and who's and who's running Green Room? Um, that one's that one's Spotify. That's Spotify. It's so it should be yeah. Spotify. But just I love. Thank you for sharing that because I'm like the having a podcast, you know, as, as we are both podcasters and being able to have an audience, like I would love to have a talk show. Right. So if that's kind of like how I see that, like the audience being able to chime in, it just would bring such another nuance to the conversation. And the fact that you can record it and you can't do that over, not that, I mean, I haven't been there in a while, but I don't think you can record any of the rooms. That is really interesting. I like that. I
0: like that. And I think that, you know, like I said, there's, there's a, big like jump of like Clubhouseers that went over there, like when it first started and everyone was trying to kind of figure it out. And now they've a lot of them have come back to clubhouse. And I think that it's going to be that way. There's going to be certain platforms that come and there's going to be a handful that leave and go try and build themselves over there. And then a handful that stay. And I think that it's, there's room for, there's room for all of them right now, the way that they're, Mm -hmm. they're being set up. I definitely feel like there's room for all these social audio platforms and time will tell how they evolve and really kind of build build their communities amazing
1: Well, Katie, I could just talk to you all day just about social and the the trends of social media and what to do next and all of the things. So I really appreciate your being here. I appreciate all the stuff that you put out there for everybody. Guys, go follow Katie at I am Katie Brinkley. And otherwise, we'll put links to wherever to find you in the show notes on Clubhouse. How can people find you? Is it under Katie Brinkley?
0: Yep, I'm at Katie Brinkley on Clubhouse. And if you're, if you're new to club, if, you know, you're listening, you're like, all right, I'll go ahead and just check clubhouse out. I do have a free guide that you can check out and it's Brinkley.com slash guide. And it tells like all the different like terminology and how to kind of navigate it and everything. Amazing. So then it's free. So go check that out too. If you're, if you're new to clubhouse and you're just kind of trying to, to figure out all the nuances
1: of it. All right, perfect. So the last question I have for you, we ask everybody, every guest that comes onto the podcast, which is, is there something super juicy that you've been working on or that you're looking forward to or that you've experienced in the last little while that you would love to share with us?
0: Cool, you know, I've been taking a lot of time off because my daughters are out of school right now and you know, I really just kind of wanna maximize my, my time with them. So I've been taking a lot of time off and I'm, I'm planning on when, you know, I get back to work and, and go full steam again with, with Clubhouse and everything, I'm actually going to be putting together some workshops. So I will be posting about all of those on Instagram and I'll probably be talking about them on Clubhouse too. But as with all these social media platforms, there's always updates, there's always changes. I am to be putting together monthly workshops uh, just on the latest updates for, for Clubhouse and Instagram. So be sure to follow me on Instagram just so that you can stay up to date with all of those.
1: All right, fantastic. Thank you, Katie, for being here. We appreciate you. Continue to be that juicy CEO that you are. And that's a wrap. Chum, chum, chum. (laughs) choom If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes so I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening, then post it to your stories. And tag me over on Instagram at Monique Brian underscore co, that's Brian with a Y, and you will automatically be entered to win. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.